Good morning. Welcome to worship. Our gospel today is from the 10th chapter of Luke, beginning at verse 38. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, Jesus answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise I invite you to pray with me the Holy Spirit prayer in our time of meditation together this morning. Let us pray. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit, who instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by that same Holy Spirit we may be made truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I've had several thoughts and images roaming through my mind this week. One of the mind-boggling images that I have had this week is this image that was taken by the James Webb Space Telescope. How many of you have seen them? Out of curiosity, I'm sure. Images that portray the immense, the immense vastness of space and the universe. As I was thinking about this passage from Colossians, I wonder if Paul... I wonder if Paul was gazing upon the vastness of the stars in the sky when he wrote these words to the people of Colossae. Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. For in him all the fullness of God was well pleased to dwell. I really don't think that the people of Colossae really understood what Paul was writing or saying when he wrote those words. But I believe that those words that Paul wrote, they were a statement of faith. And a statement of what Paul believed to be true about God and Jesus for him in his life. One of the songs that we sang at Vacation Bible School this week is the chorus to Our God is an Awesome God. You all know it, right? 
Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. That was, our, that was kind of our theme this week. Because you, you probably saw some of the daily sub-themes up there where it said, God is everywhere. Awesome God! That would be the response from our campers. God is with you everywhere. Awesome God! That was how we did our antiphon. That was our, that was our, that was our responsive uh, way of teaching our young people in vacation Bible school about liturgy. You know, God is with you everywhere. Awesome God! Jesus is with you every day. Awesome God! <laughs> it took them a couple days to get on, you know, catch on, but they caught on. You know, when you consider the wonder and the vastness of this creation and the infinity of the universe, it truly is something that's mind-boggling and it's an awesome mystery to consider and to stand in awe. I don't know about you, but I just simply cannot wrap my mind around the vastness of it all. Well, as many of you know, <clears throat> I and 12 other youth and adults just got back from a week of Bible camp up in Prescott, Arizona. And one of the things that we did while we were there is that we gathered around a makeshift campfire each night. This is just a minor replica of what it was that we actually had. Our campfire was probably about this high, and it was just filled with all of these votive candles. You see, the forestry department up there, they haven't had rain for a while, and so there was a burning ban, so there was no open flame whatsoever allowed. As a matter of fact, it was 4th of July week that we were there, and on 4th of July Eve and on 4th of July day, I did not hear, nor did I see, one single fireworks. Not one. Not even one. I mean, that tells you how strict they have been about no open flame up in Prescott, in that area up there. So every night we gathered around this makeshift campfire. Now, it's a little bit hard to replicate what actually it was, but, but you, can you imagine it being completely dark? And here we are, we're sitting in this campfire space with these huge, tall pine trees, ponderosa pines all around us. And this was the only source of light that was being illuminated in the darkness. And each night around that makeshift campfire, we would sing simple, repetitive songs, songs about faith, songs of blessing, songs of affirmation. And one of the songs that we sang, and we also sang it here in Vacation Bible School this week, is a, is a very simple song. I asked the young people to Imagine themselves 
here at Vacation Bible School, I imagine them sitting around this campfire, a real campfire, and the low, burning, slow ambers that, with the golden, red, and yellow, and orange colors. And then I imagine them looking up into the night sky, singing these words. Up above my head, I hear singing in the air. Up above my head, I hear singing in the air. And I really do believe there's a heaven somewhere. Up above my head, I hear whispers in the air. Up above my head, I hear whispers in the air. And I really do believe there's a heaven somewhere. One of the mystical and miraculous things that happens at camp is that young people, young people learn the gift of listening. Hard to believe, isn't it, in this fast-paced, multi-bombardment of images and noises that come at us in our day and age that our young people can learn the gift of listening. They learn at camp, kids learn the gift of simply being quiet and taking time to be in the presence and to experience the presence of God around them. To listen to nature, to listen to the sounds of the crickets and to listen to the whistling of the wind through the trees, or listening to the crackling of the embers in the fire. Can you imagine, can you imagine this? A hundred young people sitting around this low-burning, ambered campfire, not making a sound, and just listening It really is an amazing thing to experience. One of the other transformative things that happens that I witnessed at camp this week with all of these youth is that they learn, they learn, or it took them a while, but they learned how to appreciate each other. They learned how to make new friends, and they began to value each other by listening and conversing with one another. At the beginning of the week, after we checked in and got everybody moved into their cabins, one of the first things that we did was we had to have supper. So we all gathered in the dining hall. We sang our, our grace. And then all the kids went up through the buffet line and they grabbed their pizza and they all went back to their seats and they sat down and just started scarfing in their pizza. And before you know it, the kids were taking their plates and their cups and their silverware and they were running up to the dish window and they were starting to throw their dishes into the, the dishwashing room. And I'm going, wait a second, hold on! You know, and they're getting ready to scamper out the door and I'm 
I stand up and I go, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what we do here. So I began to explain to them the rules of the dining hall. You see, these kids, they were so anxious to get outside that they barely took any time to even pay attention to even the food that they were eating or the people that were around them. But then an amazing thing happened. An amazing thing began to happen. And I would guess it was probably somewhere around Wednesday noon. Wednesday noon, about day three and a half. The kids were gathered in the dining hall and they were actually starting to relate to each other. They were actually enjoying each other's company. And they were visiting and they were talking with each other in the dining hall. And there was no longer this just sense of urgency to get in there and eat and go back outside and play. They actually enjoyed being in the dining hall. And there just seemed to be this sense of calm where people were just having this wonderful conversation around all of these tables in the dining hall. They were beginning to learn what it meant to have fellowship and to have conversation. How many of our young people, how many of us, now granted, many of us here in this space today, we don't have our, our extended families with us, but you remember what that was like, don't you? You remember what it was like to gather around the dining room table and to have that meal together as a family? That's not even a reality for our kids these days. They've got parents that are working two jobs. They've got one parent that works a split shift that's never home for supper. They got, they got single parent families and some of the kids are off doing their sports things and other kids are off you know, doing something other, some extracurricular activity. When was the last time that our families actually sat down together at table together and had a meal together? These children were learning again what that meant to, and what it felt like to do that. So what does all this have to do with this scripture passage from Luke today? Well, these experiences that our young people had at Vacation Bible School and at camp these past, week, these past two weeks, I think it has everything to do, but Jesus is inviting us to consider what is most important in life. We have been created in the image of God to be about the thing in life that matters most. We are meant to be in community. We are meant to be in relationship with one another. And when we take the time to be present with each other, listening and conversing back and forth, we are actually honoring what God intended for us to be all along. We are honoring our common humanity just as that outcast Samaritan last week took on that time and that effort to extend care and compassion for that stranger on the road. Jesus lifted him up as an example of what it means to be a neighbor. And just as Mary is given that place amongst the men, given the opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus and to hear him teach a privilege afforded only to men, 
And yet Jesus openly welcomes her and affirms her, saying, Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. I think when we really look deeply into these two passages from last week and this outcast Samaritan extending mercy, and this week when Jesus giving Mary a place at the table, we see the kingdom of God that is coming near that sees beyond religious tradition, ethnic origin or gender or color of skin or socioeconomic status, that Jesus sees the person, that Jesus sees humanity, and that Jesus sees a child of God in each and every person that he encounters. When I reflect back on camp I see the faces of young people from every walk of life at camp. We've got kids from the inner city of Phoenix, from the inner city of Las, An Las Vegas. We have Asian kids, we have black kids, we had Hispanic kids, Caucasian kids, suburban, rich, affluent kids. We had kids who had special needs, people, kids who were on the autism spectrum, kids who came with mental and physical challenges, kids who came with fears and doubts. We had kids from split homes and single-parent families. We had the shy kids, and of course we had a few of those troublesome kids too that challenged us, which then called upon the dean of the camp, me, to have to walk into their room and go, Hi, why am I here? And that's all I had to ask. Because once they had to answer for that question, they no longer did the behavior that they were doing. Because I was there to hold them accountable for their actions. And of course, you know, I'm kind of a big intimidating guy. It doesn't take much for a 12-year-old boy to look up at me and go, The beauty of Bible camp is that we extend that invitation to all, regardless of who they are or what challenges or difficulties they might be facing in their own personal lives. They came to camp with all of their baggage. They came to camp with their burdens and their fractured lives. And we extended an invitation to come and to be a part of God's created human family to hear and to experience the presence of Jesus and to delight in his words to each of them and to delight in just simply listening to creation around them. And again, to affirm the words that Jesus would want them to hear, that you are a child of God and that I love you and that I will never, ever abandon you. Just like we did here at Vacation Bible School this week when we had that affirmation phrase, God is with you everywhere. Awesome God! God is with you in whatever life situation you are. Awesome God! And we reminded our young people at camp that nothing, absolutely nothing, will ever separate them from the love of God. Awesome God! Jesus is once again inviting you and me into his presence today to sit at his feet and to hear him say, you are mine. I love you. 
My grace and my acceptance is for you as well. Jesus is inviting us to that which matters most in life, to be in, to be in his presence and to simply be. To be a child of God. To be a child of God in the midst of this vast and mysterious divine universe. Amen. I invite you to pray with me the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.